Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. And the franchise, Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. That's our connection. Welcome back to the most extreme menage a trois violence you'll have experienced here on the Extreme Three-Way Dance. JT, Jenny, and Maddie Suze here to talk the history of ECW with you. One of our favorite topics, of course, here on the North South Connection, where we have a lot of content, both on our YouTube channel, visually, if you're watching, and also on any podcast application in audio format. A lot of our content is simulcast, both video and audio, but we do have exclusives on each as well. So just subscribe to both. And you'll never miss a thing, just like Arrow Smith sang about. Mm-hmm. Not, not missing any content or cell connection. And then you die in space. But that all said, uh, tonight wow. we're here to talk the world of extreme. How you both doing? Well, I'm, I'm excited. Now, now I'm afraid to die in space. So thanks for well, that. But... I hope I die. <laughs> no. Better than being an astronaut in the ocean. Is being there a cooler way to die? I don't think so. Summary. Give me a minute. I could probably think of something. It may be the coldest way to die. Mm. Possibly. It's cool too, though. Or in a tiny submarine in the bottom of the ocean. But Mm. alas, here we are. That's yesterday's news. Tonight we're talking ECW. (laughs) We uh, have seven seven weeks of TV to talk about before we get to Heat Wave, which, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe is considered to be one of the best ECW pay per views. Mm. Yes. Promotion. So let's see if the march toward that pay-per-view holds up tonight we're covering four weeks of that tv 
And we're going to dive in on June 20th, 1998, where we cold open with the Dudleys in the ring. They have a blow-up doll. Bubba tells the crowd to chant from the dance. He says the stuttering and dancing was all hokey bullshit. The smart marks fell for it. They hopped on the bandwagon. They worshipped the ground he walked on. It all seems a bit delusional. Like, I don't I don't think anyone really worshipped the ground Bubba where he walked on. And He was over, think... but... <laughs> Yeah, but I don't right. think any marks believed no. he was really stuttering. Right. No. Like you know, it was, it was a little, little much for Bubba here. But whatever, yeah. they're they're setting themselves up to be monstrous heels, uh, yes. which you've seen begin mm-hmm. with the attack on Beulah, and uh, continue now with with the way uh, their attitude is shifting. We get our opening animation. Joey's in the nest at the ECW arena. Hypes up the next big show on June twenty seventh. Gives directions and number for call for tickets. Runs down the show for tonight. It says Bubba has laid down a challenge for South Philly Street Fight, featuring the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, New Jack, and Spike Dudley taking on the Dudley Boys and Jack Victory. Sandman saunters out first with his big rumble match. The Dudleys have issued the challenge. We start with Sandman and Bubba. If there's no fall, the partners will enter in two-minute intervals and bring a new weapon along with them. We get footage of the Dudleys injuring Beulah. After a break, we set up highlights to see what is ahead. Bubba has a chair and circles Sandman and his cane. They take some swipes. Sandman canes the ankle, smashes his head, but Bubba comes back with a rough chair shot. Bubba gets the mic and says he hated Sandman since the day he arrived. All he has is a cane, a beer, and a cigarette. And while Bubba's working his ass up paying his dues, as long as Sandman has been fucking with Raven. Sandman pops up and tackles Bubba and hammers away. We clip to Jack Victory arriving with a trash can. Him and Bubba double up, including Bubba pancaking Sandman on the trash can. Bubba gets the mic and calls him Jim Fullington. and says, if you live by the cane, you'll die by the cane. Dreamer's in next with some barbed wire. He goes in on Jack with it and then hammers on Bubba. Tommy gets a Rana and Bulldogs Bubba on it as the crowd is fired up. Tommy slings Jack Victory over the top and bounces off a table. All four continue to brawl until we clip to Devon coming in. Helps his brother destroy Sandman while Tommy and Jack battle outside. Bubba wraps the wire on Sandman's head and clobbers him. Jeff Jones is ringside. He's carrying around the Beulah rag, uh, uh, blow-up doll. Joey's ranting about it. As Spike arrives, he uses the barbed wire on Devon. We clip to a Spike bulldog and then clip again to Spike scaling a huge ladder in the ring and diving into his brothers on the floor like a madman. We clip through more violence from all the guys' tables and chair shots. We cut head to New Jack coming in. Now all eight men have arrived. Uh, weapons brawl, new, uh, natural born killers is blaring. Spike gets a swinging bulldog on Devon, but Bubba hits him with a cookie sheet. Tommy hits a dreamer driver on Devon. Joey says it's a brand new move that we're sure will be copied by everyone now. We clip the new Jack coming off the top of Jack Victory, swats him with the guitar, and pins him for the win. Uh, a true ECW style fuck fest, uh, a lot of chaos, nonstop action, madness with a rabid crowd, hot angle, which I thought made the violence seem more intense. The Dudley's win. Jack Victory gets a big pinfall, so has to show his value to the crew. A uh, pretty hot start, Jenny. I went two and three quarters stars for this. Of course, we didn't get to see it all, but as we do here on this show, we extrapolate out. Right. And, uh, we land there. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here. Extreme mm-hmm. extrapolation. Right. <clears throat> I, uh, this. Bubba Ray berating the crowd and calling them marks and stuff like that. Um, Mm. He's he's elevating himself on the mic because we haven't really heard him, you know, talk like this really. You know, he's had some good promos in a group setting, but to be singled out like that hasn't been. uh, We haven't seen that a lot. So it was kind of he was confident, you know, he kind of carried that, even though we were all kind of like, yeah, whatever bullshit. But um, I was impressed by the promo. And, um, as far as the match, 
I loved it. Like, this is great. This is how you start off uh, a show like this because we got barbed wire on people's faces. We got so many great weapons. Uh, Spike comes in with the ladder. Um, I love uh, Sandman getting punched in the face when the barbed wire was wrapped around his head. That was awesome. Um, I even liked Bubba picking up the mic mid-match and, you know, calling him Jim Fullington, berating him. Um, it's interesting. I don't, Joel Gertner has been their mouthpiece for so long. You know, it's like, is this him just, is he picking up off Joel's stuff or is this like him trying to go off in his own direction? You know what I mean? Um, so I did two and three quarters on this match. Maddie? Yeah, uh, I actually went three stars on this. I enjoyed this uh, quite a bit. I thought it was an interesting step, too. They called it Rumble style, but it was basically like war games without the cage. Two guys mm -hmm. start. So I thought that was an, an interesting way and an interesting wrinkle to this match. Uh, Jack Victory got his shit pushed in for a lot of this match. Uh, that shot he took uh, that when he went through the ringside table, I thought was nasty. He took a beating during a lot of it. Uh, the barbed wire sphere was a thing I don't think we we had really seen before. We've seen barbed wire, but not in a spherical form. That <laughs> yes, was yes. Uh, that a was. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ball. sure what the circumference was, but no, I, we have to have a Sandman measure it maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, interesting to see that weapon that got used a lot. So that was cool. Uh, Spike I thought looked great again. That massive dive off the ladder was fantastic to the floor. <laughs> And I think I said it on the last episode, we'd really been missing matches like this lately. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that we're starting to see it again because it's a, it's a welcome return and it's what the Dudleys are best at. So uh, complete chaos, uh, three stars for me. It's also what Tommy Dreamer is good at. Right, exactly. All these the, guys, really. The Bubba thing, um, I'm torn on it because I feel like... Um, I'm like spent on the shoot stuff, right? But right. I think mm -hmm. I, I'm, it's one of those things where I'm trying to put myself in that time where it was like mm -hmm. still cool and different, and especially in front of that crowd or whatever. So, right, I'll be all right with it. But like, I'm in the phase now where like I feel like the stuff is kind of lame. You know what I mean? Like, ah, you stupid marks. And maybe it's because he still acts that way. Um, that it bothers me. Mm -hmm. that is, that is like, true, yeah. It's oh, so he doesn't attitude. develop much beyond this. Oh no, yeah, he's, like he's a gigantic asshole in real life. So, but he's one of those guys, right? That's like, oh, a fool in the mocks. When really the yeah. mocks are all onto you, you know, like right, you're not right. fooling anyone. Um, but like that's that's the kind of so it's like eh. when I hear him doing it here, it's like, oh yeah, it's just him. Um, but more I can things see, change, right? But I can see why yeah. in the moment it's like it's like cool and different and, and edgy mm -hmm. or whatever. So. Um, all right, Joey's in the Nasty recaps. What we just saw it says Beulah is just more, is more than just a spectacle. They've exploited her for sex appeal, but she's more than that. And we revisit the full classic bloodbath with Fonzie. So that that was amazing. Yes, mm -hmm. five stars. Classic match. Yes. Uh, Joey says they all wish a speedy recovery to Beulah. Hope to speak to her soon. But it is now time for our main event already, and that is Jerry Lynn taking on Just Incredible in an I Quit match. This continues to be their summer series. They've traded wins in the past. Credible is up two to one, and he's out with his full crew. He's fired up. Joey takes some poor shots of poor Nicole Bass, as always. Just a, <laughs> uncalled for a lot of it. Uh, Joey says, we'll see this match in its entirety. We get the full intros and get rolling as Lynn starts quick, goes to the ankle, but Credible slips free. We reset. He grabs a side headlock. Lynn comes back with a leg whip, sends Credible limping to the floor. Joey talks about Eddie Sharkey's Minnesota camp, where a bunch of legends have come from, including Lynn. He peppers away at chops while Joey talks, takes shots at the skills of British Bulldog and Jim Nightart, who says uh, Credible briefly trained at the dungeon. 
and Stu calls it his biggest mistake, which covers a lot of ground. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn takes things to the mat, grinds away, gets a bulldog at the middle rope as Joey talks more about Nicole Bass and Howard Stern. Jason helps trip up Lynn. He falls outside, and Bass crushes him with a clothesline. Credible follows and pours it on. Lynn battles back in the ring. Credible takes him down with a sunset flip off the middle rope. He twists into a lion tamer, but Lynn hangs on. Credible follows with a razor's edge, which Joey says was the gift to him from Scott Hall, and he already has enough heat. They go into a single leg crab. Lynn recovers with a tiger bomb. Credible is banged up as Lynn goes to a cross-face camel clutch. Bass and Chastity trip up Lynn again. They yank him outside, kick away until Credible follows and takes back over. Back inside, Lynn whips Credible out with a head scissors. He throws Credible into the fans. He backdrops Jason into him. Lynn goes up top and flies into Credible with a huge to a, with a big dive to a huge pop. We get an ECW chant as we go back inside. Lynn goes to a single leg crab. Jason comes in and swings a chair, but Lynn dodges it and buries Jason with a tiger bomb. Nicole Bass comes in. Lynn hits her with a chair. Then Lynn catches Chastity coming off and buries her with a tombstone. Credible goes low, but Lynn comes right back. They fight on the apron until Credible takes Lynn off the apron through a table with a slop drop in a great-looking spot. Joey explains why Lynn's self-defense is different than the Dudley's hurting Beulah as Lynn buries a tombstone back in the ring, turns into a great twisting submission hold, and Credible taps in a great finish for Lynn. A red-hot match. These guys have some fantastic chemistry. The pace and flow is on point. The crowd loves it. The interference is well-timed. Great rivalry. Lynn evens the score, so we're 2-2 now in the series. Good to see both guys busting their ass and elevating a very strong TV match and a statement for Lynn, Matt, who had three and a half stars. Yeah, I'm a notch lower than you. I went three and a quarter on this. It is a good match, but the thing for me is I feel like the submission spots were trying to think of the right way to word word this. Like it it didn't really take me out of it, but it slowed the pace down a little bit. And their other matches were just so fucking fast that I don't know. It just kind of hurt it a little bit for me. Not a lot. I still really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, uh, the 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 reverse DDT through the table was disgusting. Just a sick bump by both guys, really. Uh, The dive into the crowd, always great. So the crowd was red hot for it, as per usual. Incredible using the razor's edge and how he keeps bringing up, you know, uh, Scott Hall and the click and all that. It's kind of grating on me a little bit now. Like, kind of try and become your own guy. Now you've been, it's all right at the start when you're just showing up, but now that you've kind of set yourself up as being your own guy, uh, you could still keep using the move, but the fact that they keep mentioning hall, it's like, all right, let's try and make credible his own guy here. But I still enjoyed this. So uh three and a quarter for me, Jenny. All right. I did the three and a half. Um, yeah. Their, their chemistry is just off the charts. Um, and I really liked, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm probably the only one, but I like N- Nicole Bass, like, just randomly hitting people. And stuff. She's fine in this role mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Like, she's just totally. muscle. I mean, she's... I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm kind of really into that, um, as opposed to how Joey feels about it. He tries to quit uh, because she's there. <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, they just, I was surprised by the finish um, being the... I don't know. After everything we had seen, because they were pretty brutal in this match. Um, mm. Jerry Lynn is, I fucking love Jerry Lynn. Flying all over the place. Uh, Incredible just keeps up with him. Um, and I don't know how I feel about this being like an eye clip match either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather see a more exciting finish and a different gimmick uh, for them. I like that as an eye quit though, without it being like really submissions or weapons <laughs> like it was just like i quit and that they're gonna fight and wrestle and beat the shit out of each other mm-hmm. and then when they're ready they'll just grab a hold and try and get the guy to quit like 
it was an I, a lot of I quit matches are built around what do you say, right? Like with the fucking yeah, mic yeah. and right. trying to get the guy to give up, or it becomes just like a, a weapons fest. This was just a match where they, at the end, were just trying to make the other guy quit versus mm -hmm. building the whole match around it, which I did like that aspect of it. So it's misnamed, really. Uh. <laughs> no, I think it's the right name. I, I think they still had to make the guy quit. They just, they just beat him down and, and did it versus like constantly trying to get. Get, yeah, get him to scream. They just it. worked their match. Yeah, they right. just worked their match. Right. But it was really messy and fun and um, huge for Jerry Lynn. I feel like both mm -hmm. guys have been. This, this is like a. I don't even call it poor man's ECW man's version of like Triple H and Rock and Brent and Sean, like two guys that have this feud and elevate themselves together yeah. by having mm -hmm. like this mid card mm -hmm. feud. These right. guys are moving up the ladder of ECW by having four or five classics against each other. So right. Um. Anyway, Paul is here. He narrates the clip of Taz's soul-searching mission. Says Bam Bam Bigelow beat him at Living Dangerously. We saw the creation of Taz's new belt. And Joey says Taz will take on Bam Bam Bigelow August 2nd for the Fuck the World title on pay-per-view at Heatwave. Joey says the show was originally scheduled to be from Indianapolis, but there's a scheduling conflict with the Brickyard 400. So ECW said, screw it. They go against WCW and WWF, but why not take on NASCAR too? However... Because of the conflict, they couldn't get any flights or hotel rooms or rental cars. So they're going to move the show to Dayton now. Joey says he works for a very logical, reasonable, conservative, reactive, demented genius. They didn't just move to a cute little building in Dayton. They decided they're going to run for the biggest, nicest arena they've ever been in, the Hara Arena, which has hosted nitros, concerts, sporting events, and now ECW. And he says we have to sell out the building and calls out ECW fans around the country to make the trek to Dayton and fill up the Hara they got fans from Japan, Germany, and uh, UAE coming in as well. Joey gives all the details one more time, and we wrap up. And as Matt Rotella would say, Mr. Souza, mm -hmm. how do you feel about this pay-per-view in the biggest arena in Dayton, Ohio? Mm -hmm. Dayton, right. <laughs> uh, look, it's a big deal. I mean, like Joey said, they've had Nitro there. I think WCW ran a few pay-per-views there. Mm -hmm. Even by this point, I, I want to say like sold out 98 or something was there. Yeah, sounds that familiar. sounds familiar. Some, it sounds right. So, I mean, you know, it, it's a big deal, honestly. And I don't know where it would have been in Indianapolis. I'm assuming it wouldn't have been in a building as big as the Hara Arena. Probably so. not. And they have a big a match, a big match announced for it, the Taz Bam Bam rematch. So makes sense. So it's a big deal for sure. Sold out ninety eight was there. Yeah, I thought so. That is a random bit of information. I can't believe you just pulled that crap out. Anyway, I, I, look, I like that show a lot. I've seen it yeah. a bunch. <laughs> I love Joey here because he makes it like a whole story. Like he's mm -hmm. he's giving you the scoop, like kind of yeah. showing you behind the scenes of how they're how they got. To Dayton, because yeah, I mean, I feel like Dayton's sort of a random spot for ECW. Mm. Um, but that's fine. I mean, you kind of it's an odd spot, but also you have a great arena for them, yeah. you know, right. like the biggest that they've ever had. So it's it's like a big step up for them. Um, and mm -hmm. Joey's excited when he's talking about it, he really he really puts it over. Um, and I think the crowd's gonna show up and Dayton. Yeah, it's interesting too. We're like sticking Midwest. They've they've had an interesting little pattern, right? It was like mm -hmm. Philly, then Florida, mm -hmm. right? Then mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, then Asbury, yeah. then mm -hmm. where's the last one? Georgia, Georgia. May yeah. And now we're date. We're supposed Marietta. to be in Dayton, so back to the Midwest. Dayton. Yeah. 
so we're kind of going i guess we're kind of ping-ponging like mm-hmm. we're kind of going east coast south midwest east coast mm-hmm. south midwest so we'll see where the next one's at but be another east coast I, I can't believe they haven't tried to run like new york city yet for any of right. this mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the thing the thing is they probably couldn't run a pay per view like, like the Elks. They'd have to find another building. I think is the issue. Right, Elks and is something that's not too place. big. Right. Um, or even Jersey. It's gonna be a million buildings in Jersey. Right. Uh, all right. Let's get to our awards for this episode. Uh, best match easily. Lynn, credible for me. Yes. Yep. yep. Our worst was the eight man, but even that was good. Uh, yeah. Best moment. I went Spike's dive off the ladder, but also Joey's mm-hmm. reveal of the Hara. Um, was a big moment for them. I really like that moment as well. I went with Spike. Uh, most 90s, I went with Bubba shooting and uh, the Bulls, Jordan 45 jersey in the crowd. Matt, yeah, I, that. I know. Someone I noticed that the, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, someone had the 45 on, which yeah. would have been pretty dated by this point. Uh, right? Because yeah. he only had that for a little bit when he came back in. Right. Needs, to, like, needs an updated one. Yeah. Anything else? Just Nicole Bass all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, NASCAR was that? Oh yeah, that was very nineties. Stock rising with Dudley's Jack victory, Lynn incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then falling us with Indy, they lost out on their big chance. Yeah, pretty. Oh, that's what you get for having a NASCAR race. You know, also, Chastity. Um, mm. She got. She fell. Spiked. To the bottom of the ring. Uh, final grade, I went six and a half out of ten. Not a very cromulent episode. Um, Cromulent. We, had, we had a very good match. Some good hype. The date and announcement was cool. But, like, it was also, in theory, you could have missed this one. And you may miss a really good match, but you're not going to, like, miss much storyline advancement. So I can't really go higher than that. Yeah, I had the six and a half as well. Yeah, same. Six and a half. All right, let's move forward a week to June 27th, 1998. We cold open with Tommy Dreamer coming to the ring. Issues a challenge to any Dudley boy. Out comes Devon in street clothes. The brawl is on. Out come the rest of the Dudleys. They assault Tommy, leave him laying out with the 3D. New Jack, Spike Dudley, Balls, and Axel follow out and clean house. Brings us to our opening animation. Any quick thoughts on that opening segment? Just keep moving things forward. I mean, it feels like this feud is going to get more violent before it gets less violent. So it feels like they keep escalating stuff. So poor yeah. Tommy. It feels like the typical like this was a house show filmed yeah. for TV, but they they give you usually with these house shows they do they give you like a segment of all the big angles going on. So like mm-hmm. this to me, this felt like okay, we're going to give this local crowd a, a snippet of this feud mm-hmm. um, we're in the Woodhaven Sports Center across town from the ECW arena talks about the Dudleys not showing any remorse for hurting Beulah and the war escalate, es- escalating escalating <laughs> I'm going to escalate right over here escalating baby I'm going to escalate this plunder alright there's no update on Beulah's condition but she's home in New Orleans tonight uh, clips of action from Woodhaven we get the usual uh, going around the circuit with the BWO FBI dance off. <laughs> we get some ref shenanigans and fight. We get a Nova Plancho. We get a Rotten Balls destroying Jamie Dundee and Danny Doring. Taz beats up Lance Wright's biker friend. Um, <laughs> whoever that is. <laughs> I was going to ask if I, we were supposed to know who that was. <laughs> I don't think so. It must have just been some local. I don't know. Donnie Allen gets beat up to a ref. He's ranting at the crowd. A big old, big old comes out and they brawl. Um, the usual cliff fest of like, here's what happens on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Fonzie's backstage with his buddy, says they're coming to the arena on Saturday. And RVD makes a joke about Douglas not defending his title lately. He says they'll win two more belts this weekend when they beat Candido and Storm for the tag titles. RVD says Storm is so boring, they won't keep him around, but they have connections to get him a new job. And Sonny could be banging on RVD's door again. It says they can let Francine touch the gold if Fonzie gets such a silicone. And Sabu shoves <laughs> RVD to get serious. Uh, just more RVD brilliance as always. Oh, he was so great in this. So good. <laughs> yeah. Just amazing. <laughs> Joey hypes the card for Saturday. Takes us back to the ring as Sabu takes on Ulf Herman, another uh, Mr. Wright's crew. Uh, big German import, guys. Not quite oh, raucous. Not quite Brock. It can't be that worse. It can't be, get much worse than Brock. What do you do? You think you're the really... German Smurf? Music. All right, yeah, you ask. I feel bad. This video gets blocked in Germany. Worth it. All right. So back. Mr. Wright loves his German imports. Uh, probably has a. Sob? Is that a German? What's a German car? Not Sob. Sob? 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 Sob's even existing? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they were weird. They used to have to put the, the, the key for the car in the center console. It was weird. Yeah. Really? I'm going to go have a tab yeah. cola in my Sob. I'll be back. Uh, Sob <laughs> was from Sweden. So there you go. Swedish import. Uh, he stomps on Sabu, works the ribs. We clip to Sabu, hitting a dive off a table bridge into Herman. Clip again to Sabu, driving Ulf into the crowd and flying into him with a triple jump dive. We clip to Sabu, getting kicked down on another springboard. Ulf comes off the top of the clothesline. We get an extreme replay of Ulf kicking Sabu to the springboard. And then uh, back in the, uh, and then we head back to live action, where Ulf hits a pump handle slam for two. Sabu comes back on the top rope Rana for two. We go ahead to Sabu, hitting an Arabian press. Gets the near fall and stomps away. Gets a top rope leg drop. Puts Ulf through the table bridge. We clip to two Arabian face busters and a camel clutch. And Mr. Right is Mr. Wrong yet again as Ulf is cooked. Uh, we didn't see all of this, but it seemed fun. I thought Ulf actually seemed gang to game to hang a bang. Uh, Sabu hit all stuff. The crowd really liked it. It was hard-fought battle. Uh, Sabu rolls on. Pretty good use of all for a TV match, whatever. Like we've seen worse, Jenny. I went two and a quarter. Yeah, I kind of liked it too. I don't know. It, it's just like a random Sabu match where he gets to do his cool stuff and like it's really fun. And who is this big German bastard? Who is this German bastard? Does he do anything else? He's a cowboy. Right. Notable uh, German cowboy. <laughs> He's huge, man. So it's really fun uh, watching him bump around for Sabu. And uh, the table spot was awesome. And one time, uh, Sabu went for his little uh, springboard and he kicked the rope and knocked Sabu down. Mm -hmm. So that was really fun for me. And I did two and a half, Matt. Uh, Herman looks like German Van Hammer, which is maybe the worst thing I could say about him. Herman the German. Right. He's a uh, mine hammer, you could call him. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I went two and a half on it. It was fairly standard fare. I mean, Sabu doing his thing really against anybody is going to be super entertaining. Uh, Ulf went through the table like the Berlin Wall crashed. So that was oh, interesting. Lord. So uh, two and a half for me. Fairly standard stuff. Yeah, I would say Sabu said Ulf back to Milmac. <laughs> Wow. Stay in the ring as Rob Van Dan takes on John Cronus. RVD cocky yeah. as always. Cronus maniacally bounces around our intros. We clip into some early action. We did Cronus and Zaguri and spin kick. 
Cronus keeps pouring it on. He picks up some near falls. He mashes our video with the urinaji and gets two in that. Follows with a jackknife and a somersault leg drop. We clip to Cronus hitting a moonsault senton. Kicks away. We go outside and brawl. RVD gets a moonsault press off the railing. Peppers away. He gets a corkscrew leg drop to the floor. We clip to the frog splash. But Cronus catches the chair on the Van Daminator and smashes RVD with it. He turns and gets tied up with Fonzie. Turns around again. And this time, RVD hits him with the Van Daminator and retains. And again, we didn't get to see all this, but it seemed fun. If you want to extremely extrapolate, Cronus looked great on offense. RVD meshed well with him. A lot of big spots and hard hitting. A usual athletic showcase for Mr. Van Dam. Two and a half for me, Matt. Yeah, I went two and a quarter on it. It's, uh, again, another fairly standard match, uh, standard title defense for RVD. Cronus really has become like a almost like a jobber to the stars at this point. They're just they're not doing a fucking thing with him except giving him like random title matches in the Woodhaven Sports Center or whatever the hell it was called. So it's just, I don't know, like it seems like they're afraid to do something with him. And I know we've talked about this before, but I don't know. He's fine. Like just a mid, can I up or just a mid card guy? Yeah. And it feels kind of like that's where he's going to be from here until God knows when. Whatever. So. He's like a like a Tito or whatever for them. I mean, he's right. just like a guy yeah. that's got name value. He can wrestle. Yep. He's not going to win much. But 1990, Tito took Mr. Perfect to the limit in the IC title tournament, right? So it's like that kind of guy, right? Where he may not get over, but he, well, well actually, maybe this will be the time they give it to him. It's probably the first time Cronus and Tito Santana have ever been compared to one another. <laughs> here, here we are. We've made history. So, But uh, two and a quarter for me, Jenny. I know what you mean, but it's just kind of good to see him because, like you said, they're not really doing much. So when he mm. pops up, it's always fun for me. Um, he always delivers um, really good chemistry with RVD. And uh, uh, they and this is like a fun little uh, match paired with the Sabu match so that they can each have their own little um, solo deal before they go for the tag titles. Um, so I did the two and a half. All righty, let's roll on. As Joey hypes up this Saturday at the arena, he plugs the hotline, and we go back to the ring for some tag team action. As our champions, Chris Candido and Lance Storm, defending against Mikey Whipwreck and Chris Chetty. Fran leads the champs out to take on a team known for their upset wins. Joey says if the champs can keep their hatchet buried, they can be dominant. We clip into the match with Candido and Chetty going back and forth. Candido pinballs around for both guys. Chetty works through Storm with a flurry. We cut to Mikey and Storm trading punches, but Storm cuts them down with a clothesline. Mikey pops up. He works over Candido. Comes in, but Candido overpowers with a low blow. Mikey comes back with a whippersnapper. Storm saves. We clip ahead to Francine tripping Mikey. He still ducks Candido and sends him to the floor. Storm crushes Mikey with a springboard dropkick. We clip to the champs in control. Mikey's able to escape and tag Chetty, who cuts through Candido with a quick barrage. He gets two on a power slam. Chetty pours it on. He picks up near falls until he misses a springboard moonsault. Storm crushes him with springboard clothesline. Nails Mikey with a baseball side. We get a double-team guillotine powerbomb. And that's all she wrote. Another fast-paced match. Got cut off a little bit, but all four uh, had smooth chemistry, flowed through their offense with ease. Storm and Candido are so good at looking dominant and vulnerable at the same time, and that was on display here. And we have the big match set for the arena on Saturday, Candido and Storm against RVD and Sabu. Two and a half, Jenny, again for me. And this this really feels like a prep show for the arena. And it works because it's the same town, right? So, like, they're mm -hmm. across the street. Like, here's all the shit you're going to see if you go to the arena. Like, we're just mm -hmm. giving you a bunch of previews. Yeah, I love that idea. And love seeing Mikey. Not sure why he's paired with Chetty here. Uh, mm. Whatever. I guess another just random who the fuck's sitting around in the locker room deal. Um, 
I don't know. That being said, I stepped it up a little bit, uh, two and three quarters, because I really like the pacing. I really like Storm and Candido as a team. <laughs> like when, because they settled down from their mm -hmm. rivalry a little mm -hmm. bit, so they yeah. and it it works in the storytelling too because their wrestling is so good when they're not squabbling with each other like that. And it, it was just so smooth and fluid, so much chemistry. They knew what the other person was doing. They just. They rolled with it and Mikey and Chetty did too. Um I like the the near falls that Chetty got and um yeah, I, I unfortunately Mikey taking a shit kicking. Um it's just kind of part of what he does here. So I'm gonna stick with my two and three quarters in that. Yeah, uh, I, I went two and a half on it. Storm and Candido, like you said, Jenny, really gelling as a team now when they're not at each other's throats for some stupid nonsense like they have been. They actually work well together as a team. Uh, Candido at one point got hit with the whippersnapper, and he sold that so well. I thought Candido mm -hmm. really worked his ass off to try and get this underdog team over just to make him look good. Even, you know, Chetty looked really good. I, Ch Chetty's kind of been impressive. Past yeah, couple he of months, he's just he's just a super fun like underdog type of guy, and he's a good guy to throw in random tag match uh, title matches on house shows. So, uh, Storm at one point flew across like all the way across the ring to take Chetty out. I thought that was great. So, mm -hmm. the finish was a bit sloppy with the the kind of botchy uh, double power bomb thing, whatever the hell it was. But it was another fine showcase match on this show. So two and a half. Candido, Storm, and Francina backstage. Candido says he's part of an elite group with the triple threat. And as the tag champs talk, uh, and as part of the tag champs, it talks about how they kind of get along, how they're even better. And they'll take out RVD and Sabu. It says the three-week delay gave them time to get ready, and he's never been more confident. Storm says he's worked his ass off. He's had his face busted open, but he'll never hand the titles over, and they'll have to come take it from him. And tells Candido he better have his back, or he's going to kick his ass. We get clips from New Orleans where the Dudleys injured Beulah's neck with the 3D. Joey says, violence in this feud is far from over when you think of everyone who's involved. All these tough guys, but the victim was a young woman that's meant so much to ECW and her fans and the men that did it are proud. We go backstage with the Dudleys or with Joel Gertner and Jack Victory. Joel's smiling. The lights go out and they riff about having to start. They bust Paul for not paying the electric bill for the tiny dump arena. <laughs> Gert, Gertner restarts the promo. He brags on the group, taking on America's sweetheart of a prostitute. The lights go out again, and this time we see a lighter light up, and we hear Sandman tell the cameraman not to say a word. When the lights come back on, Dreamer and Sandman are cleaning house, and Sign Guy Dudley is screaming in pain. His leg is bloody, and he's holding his balls. Gertner panics in the shower as the fight rolls on. Uh, I like this segment a lot, Matt. I thought it was a good score for Sandman and Dreamer, who really needed to get one over on these guys. Um, and they, they kind of do a stealth attack, and they take out Sign Guy as retaliation. Yeah, I mean, it was about time uh, Dreamer and Sandman got some form of comeuppance here. It wasn't a full comeuppance because, you know, there's more coming, but at least it was something because, I mean, they were basically getting their shit kicked for the past, let's say, month or so mm -hmm. since this has happened. Uh, sign guy screaming like Nancy Kerrigan was, uh, <laughs> was, uh, was very interesting <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, I mean... You, he almost said why basically like it's just so great it's just perfect he's got the blood dripping down his leg he's he's holding his leg like it's about to be amputated just uh, just super well done so yeah i enjoyed the hell out of this too jenny it was a tad scary wasn't it yeah Lights go out and shadows and screaming and you don't know what the <laughs> fuck is happening dude's bleeding all over the place it was great it was great it was cinematic even mm -hmm. um but, yeah, I really liked that. Well, we're not done with this feud tonight. Uh, we head to nope. December 1996. We get the classic Beulah music video. 
Joey's in, in the nest. He talks of the tag title situation, the history of the division, as well as the viciousness of the 3D, which has taken out the Eliminators, the Gangsters, Sandman and Beulah have gone to the hospital, and Joey's in disgust as Bubba and Gertner are headed to the ring. We head there. Gertner's got a mic. Bubba's head is taped. He's pacing around. Joel says, we're never going to see Beulah again. She's purchased a one-way ticket directly to Dudleyville. Bubba shit talks Beulah, says she was Tommy's broken hole. But Tommy's breath smells better now because whenever he kissed Beulah, his breath smelled like the cum of every wrestler in the locker room. Enter Sandman fires up, and he wow. makes his way out slowly uh, through a break. And when we return, it is Sandman taking on Bubba Ray Dudley. We get the full Sandman entrance. He's rocking shorts. So those are pretty hot, Philly, out of the jeans. <laughs> Uh, Bubba comes to Sandman with a chair. He ducks and starts belting Bubba with his cane. Bubba cuts him down with a clothesline. He starts to beat Sandman with fists. Bubba sends Sandman outside. He pours it on. Sandman rallies back and slams him on the floor. Sandman puts a table on him, but Bubba recovers and slings Sandman to the railing. A fan throws a beer at Bubba, takes a swipe, but Bubba shoves him back in some of the locker room, and Paul Heyman are out to force him back to the ring. Joey stammers as the fan comes back over the railing, and we find out it's Beulah's brother, Spencer McGillicuddy, apparently. <laughs> Bubba slugs him down, but Tommy and Spike come out, and then the whole locker room empties, and a massive brawl ignites until things get cleared, and we wrap up as Spencer is laid out cold. Uh, not much of a match before the angle, but I thought the brawl was fantastic and well done. The heat was next level. I love Beulah's brother on Hinge showing up for revenge. That was cool. Uh, the Dullies have gone next level. Uh, no great, obviously, Jenny. Just more of a segment. But uh, Spencer McGillicuddy's on the scene. <laughs> Boy, he got his fucking ass beat. He did. Yeah, uh, yeah no. I... <laughs> for a split second, I thought, like, a fan was really fucking with him. Mm-hmm. And... That Joey was trying to cover it with the Spencer McGillicuddy line. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I thought that anyway. Um, but yeah, Bubba Ray stepping up his mic skills once again with his mm-hmm. insults of Tommy Dreamer, Colin Beulah, a two bit whore, and a broken hole. Um, it's pretty fucking funny to me. But anyway, um, and then the breath smells better line was pretty rough. But yeah, I love the brawl. That shit was great. Um, I got totally confused and it was great. <laughs> Sandman picked up a whole ass table and threw it on Bubba Ray. So that shit was fun. What'd you think, Matt? Good old Spencer McGillicuddy. We'll never forget him. Good lord. He was R. just R. like he was just like Steve from Blues Clues too. He had this <laughs> fucking he sure striped shirt and uh, good lord. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, that uh, aside, it was a super uh, fun brawl. Just more insanity from these two guys. Like these teams, they're just going to end up killing each other. I think that's probably what it's going to come to. They're going to have some sort of death match or something. Hell, bring Spencer McGillicuddy, let him come out there and get his ass kicked again, <laughs> make him tour around and just have Bubba just beat him down. Why not? So he's already taken out Buell. He might as well take out Spencer at this point, too. But I mean, I didn't rate it either. It was, it was, uh, it was more of a brawl than it was match i don't even know if a bell rang so but yeah really well done for what it was all right uh best match of the night i went with the tag titles uh candido and storm versus mikey and chetty yes yep worst match they were all about the same from there i went sabu and alf uh i I thought the rest were alf Alf. (laughs) you have any cats (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know you did an alf (laughs) if i do now apparently (laughs) Uh, RVD Cronus was my uh... yeah you were lower on that one Mm -hmm. Uh, best moment I'm with the Dreamer and Sandman backstage attack 
Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Most 90s. It wasn't a lot tonight. I went to the Beulah music video. video. I've never seen it before. Yeah. It's very 90s. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, just like Steve from Blue's Clues. <laughs> was that 90s or Blue's Clues? Was that 2000s? Was that 90s? It was kind of like mm-hmm. 90s and it was late 90s, early 2000s, I think. I think so. Are you sure about that? There, I mean, look, there's, there, there's always a chance I'm wrong. I usually am, but. That's Debuted true. in. No. Well. It says, yeah, 1996. Good for you, Matt. Oh, nice. I would never have guessed it was that old. 1996. Stock rising. Got a lot here. RVD, Cronus, Candido and Storm, Dreamer and Sandman. Mm -hmm. Bubba Uh, Ray Dudley? Yeah, Bubba. God damn it. (laughs) I had a lot of stock falling. Dundee, Allen, the Mm. biker dude, sign guy, (laughs) Spencer McKillicuddy. Alf. 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 <laughs> Alf was pretty good. Yeah, I was into him. We'll see if he comes back or if the government takes him before the next yeah, year. Finally. Yeah. Did they finally get a hold of him? Uh, I, went, I went six and a half on this. It felt very similar to the last one. Like some yeah. fun stuff. We did a more angle progression here, but we also, mm-hmm. the in ring wasn't as good as the last one. So it kind mm-hmm. of balanced it up. I liked having, you know, several matches on mm-hmm. the show. So, yep. um, yeah, I did six and a half. A lot of matches, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot happening. So I, I did the six and a half, too. All right. Cue up, stars and stripes forever. July 4th, 1998. Joey Styles wow. in the ring. Welcomes us home to the ECW arena. Brings out his new color commentator, our ECW world champion, Shane Douglas. Of course, he's on the shelf. So why not stick him in the booth? Mm-hmm. The whole triple threat, including Lance Storm, come out into the aisle, to the ring. Shane and Francine have a big kiss. The crowd is fired up. Shane's all chuckles. He says, Joey has uh, some help with a guy who can do some talking. He's the first to admit <laughs> that back in February, his ass fell behind his mouth, and he came back from injury that would have put most people out of the sport of professional wrestling, but came back too fast. Shane shows his elbow scars and says, this is what happens when you're a gladiator and not a sports entertainer. Him and Fran have been having good times, but they heard someone running their mouth and they're sick of it. And Taz can make a belt from his own paychecks from an organization that Shane put on the map, but that doesn't make Taz a champion. He's just a pretender and a dreamer and a has-been. And the real gold is on Shane's waist. Shane plans to shoot for the next couple of months. His elbow was injured long before Taz attacked him and jokes that Bigelow is the one that hurt it. Taz took advantage of an injured man and takes away his ability to earn a living. And now he's pissed off the wrong people. They have his back, and he dares Taz to come out. Right on cue, as usual, Taz marches out with his music. He wants to go to the lock. Shane wants to go to the locker room, uh, get a table, tie his arm behind his back, and he can still whip Shane's butt. He calls him a schmuck. Taz says he doesn't recognize Shane as a champion or a commentator. He doesn't care what Shane thinks of the FTW title. Taz says he's the true world champion, and he'll fight Shane with no cameras, no fans at home, just for paying fans in the arena. A ref gets in the ring, and we got Bigelow taking on the match. Instead, they circle around as the crowd is chanting. So things get a little confusing, but Taz is basically saying, like, we'll do it just for these people here. Turn the cameras off. Like, we don't, who cares if you're hurt? And then Bigelow is going to take the match. So a little kludgy at the end, Jenny, but what do you think is opening seven? Definitely had a lot of heat to it. Oh, my God. It was good. Like, Shane is, he's pivoting, right? Because he was, he was, like, kind of eating it up as champ, I thought. I was really enjoying him. And he gets injured, but he's not. He doesn't disappear this time, you know. He mm-hmm. hangs around to be on commentary. I like that idea because, goddamn, the man can talk. So I liked him here. I liked um, him saying that uh, Taz didn't even break my arm. That was fucking Bigelow. 
I don't know about that, but um, then Tess comes out with this dumb belt. I hate that belt. I don't know. I, I hope we get rid of that soon. I don't know if that's hanging around for a while. Um, why are they shutting the cameras off? Like, just because Tess says so? It got a little confusing. It was almost yeah. like it's fine. You you don't want to do it for pay. You want to do it for pay per view. Well, we just want to do it for the fans at home. We'll just do it here where they paid. I think that was kind of what he was trying to say, but it definitely got a little confusing. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Because uh, I'm like, motherfucker, you know, people, you need to have shit for TV as well. But whatever. Anyway, that was kind of bugged me. Anyway, Taz is. It's fine. It's fine. It's. I don't know what it is, Matt. Yeah, I like it. I mean, look, you got to keep Shane on TV. Like yep. that was that was my biggest fear when Shane went down with the injury was that, you know, him and uh, the feud with him and Taz was getting so hot. And now, like, is it just going to go by the wayside while Shane recuperates? So, I mean, putting Shane in the booth is a smart way to keep him on TV, keep the stuff with Taz going, because you really couldn't put it on the back burner because there's a chance it was going to lose all its heat. So it makes perfect sense to me. Put him in the booth. He's a guy who can talk. Let him call a bunch of matches. Like that could be really entertaining in a vein, sort of like how Rick Rude was back in 97, like mm -hmm. a, sim a similar type of deal. So it makes sense to me. Uh, Shane showing off his scars. Jesus, his elbow was a fucking mess. He had one here, one here. Yeah. He had pro probably had staples some... and shit in there. Yeah, it was, uh, awesome. it was pretty rough. So that was a real injury, kids. That was no, that wasn't a working injury. That was a, that was a shoot brother, as they say. But yeah, I, I like it. It's a good way to keep Shane on TV. It makes perfect sense to me. So. Me too. I think it's a good idea. Yep. Uh, and he could do it. Like we know he's gonna be good at it, which helps. Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great. Uh, Opening animation, then Joey's with Shane and Francine in the nest. He says the cameras have been down for 30 minutes, but Taz and Bigelow had a great war. Shane says their take is that Bigelow beat Taz around the building, and they'll do it again at Heat Wave. So I guess also maybe they didn't want to give away the pay-per-view match. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just the usual QDCW way. It's like they, yeah. they try so hard to explain things to make sense, and sometimes it gets convoluted. But I think they just didn't want to give away a pay-per-view match on TV, so they, they say this, right? We're going to do it just for the arena special today. All right. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> Big match next. Balls Mahoney taking on Masato Tanaka. Hell yeah. Balls stomps to the ring with a chair. Out comes Tanaka for his first ever ECW arena match. Tanaka gets a good pop. Joey talks him up. We get some mat work by both to kick us off as Shane talks about how Balls could have made an Olympic tryout if he really applied himself. Okay, Mom. Uh, the limb work and Matt rolling lasts for a minute or two. We ramp up as Balls lays in some chops. Balls throws Tanaka into the corner, slugs away, slams him hard off the top rope. Tanaka recovers. He takes Balls over with a big top rope superplex. Tanaka gets a hard clothesline for two. Balls punches back and knocks him down. Balls gets a power slam, misses a top rope leg drop. Tanaka goes right up. It's a missile drop kick. Balls catches Tanaka on a Pescado, slings him into the railing. Tanaka topples into the crowd, and Balls punches him with a soda bottle, drags him through the fans with strikes. Back in the ring, Tanaka shoots Balls to the railing, pelts him with a running chair shot. Back in the ring, Balls crawls to a chair, but Tanaka stops him. Tanaka misses a roaring elbow. Balls catches him with a nice back suplex. Both guys grab chairs and duel, and Balls crushes Tanaka in the skull, but he no-sells it. Balls hits him with a second one. Tanaka falls and gets right back up. We get another duel. Balls takes three massive chair shots. Tanaka gets two. Brutal. Tanaka goes up top, but Balls stops him, sets up two chairs on the mat. Tanaka fights him off, gets a swinging DDT into the pile of chairs, and wins the match. Uh, very good TV match. A strong official intro from Masato Tanaka, who looked very good in the ring. The fans and announcers were all in on him, too. 
good to see balls and some solo action. He was good with the mix of brawling and the mat stuff and the big violence at the end, which is, of course, rough to watch now and totally insane at the time. But everyone was into it. Uh, and it's, it's just the beginning for Tanaka in the chair mm-hmm. uh, and balls. Good to see some fresh blood out there. The arena atmosphere always enhances. Like they were even in shock at the violence in this match. Um, and I think if this one would have been elsewhere, it wouldn't have resonated as well for his debut. So I like that they did it here. Matt with two and three quarter stars. Yeah, uh, certainly a lot better than what we saw out of Tanaka living dangerously when he had that random one-off match with Doug Furness. Uh, Let's forget that match happened, and let's just assume that this was his debut. That's what I'm going to do, because this was fucking great. Like, I went three stars on it. Just super fun match. This this is the Tanaka people talk about, stuff like this. Uh, The running chair shots were brutal. The chair duel ending with that sick fucking chair shot that he no sells was just great the crowd eats it up i the crowd uh, kind of helped make this match really a lot of it too they just loved every second of this especially by the end they were just losing their mind so just a really good match here tanaka looked awesome this is uh this is closer to what tanaka is uh is all about so uh three stars for me jenny fucking three stars for me too this shit was great um Man, I, I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't ready for it, but it, it really took me off guard. I really loved how he leaned into the violence and went into the violence with Mahoney. And the crowd just followed along. They were totally won over by the end. Huge pop uh, for his win. That fucking Tornado DDT was awesome. I could watch that shit on a loop all day. I loved the chair battle. It was brutal. But this was very attention-getting for me and probably the beginning of my Tanaka love. So, three stars. Yeah, your Tanaka love's only going to grow as the years go Mm -hmm. on. Joey thanks Tim Whitehead for providing credentials of Tanaka. Hypes up the July 18th arena show as well as Heat Wave. And our next match, which is the Dudley Boys taking on Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and a mystery opponent. The Dudleys are in the ring. Gertner does his thing. Sign guys in the full leg cast. Joel rambles on and teases another Beulah apology, but they bust out the blow-up doll. They pay tribute to the death of the career of the dirtiest slut in wrestling, Beulah. <laughs> Joel wants a 10-bell salute, but the timekeeper and announcer refuse, so Devon comes to do it. After a break, we get Dreamer and Sandman. They have a ladder and a giant barbed wire board. Joey and Shane wonder who the mystery man could be, and maybe no one in the back wants to even come out. Joey names some guys, but Shane says, nobody's here. The Dudleys beat on Sandman and Tommy's the answer. They use the ladder, the numbers to uh, their advantage, and dominates. Uh, the Dudleys do. Sandman rallies and dodges a slam. He drop kicks the ladder into Dick who recedes back. Dreamer pile drives Devon on the ladder as Enter Sandman is still blaring. Dreamer and Sandman use the ladder to work over the Dudleys. Dreamer and Sandman point to the back and we get some random music and out comes Atsushi Onita, the father of FMW and Deathmatch Wrestling. Onita grabs the barbed wire board, pelts the Dudleys with it. Onita smacks, then turns and smacks Sandman with the board. He hits Tommy as well and DDTs him in a swerve. Sandman hulks up and chugs a beer, but Onita jabs him with the board and DDTs him into the barbed wire. Onita chugs a beer and spits it on Sandman as Natural Braun Killis hits and New Jack comes out. 
Shane says Onita stands on his own. He's not with the Dudleys. New Jack hits the ring, but Victory, Jack Victory's in as well. He hits New Jack from behind with the guitar. The Dudley beatdown continues. They get an assist from Onita. Shane calls him Mr. Liar. He says, is that nickname for a reason? Onita leaves and heads off as the Dudleys massacre New Jack, Sandman, and Tommy. Spike Dudley comes in and gets a flurry until Dick counters an acid drop. He throws Spike out of the ring through a table. Dick powerbombs Tommy on a ladder, and Devon leg drops the barbed wire board on Sandman, who's a bloody mess. Bubba hits a senton off the middle rope onto Tommy. The Dudleys pile on, but Jim Molyneux won't count. So Gertner comes in the ring. He uh, Molyneux slugs Joel, but Jeff Jones comes in and shoves down Molyneux and does a fast count and then kicks at Tommy. Bob Ortiz refuses to announce the winner, so Gertner takes the mic from him and announces the Dudleys is winning the match on his own. And that's that. The Dudleys have gone complete next level. A massacre, fantastic heat building. So well done. The violence was tough in spots. Uh, Onita was a cool legend, even though he, he seemed confused the fans are confused mm-hmm. um I, I like using them because he is such a legend of deathmatch stuff but the way they did it i think might have been better uh maybe just have him with the dudleys instead of like turning like this i don't like whatever he's mr liar so maybe it works uh the rest of it was fine our first truly heated blood feud in a while i think in ecw like when's the last time we had this it's i guess a while the, the early days of tommy and, and lawler probably yeah. was like the last we really had like a true hate-filled mm-hmm bloody war every week with guys that wanted to kill each other like we have right now like this yeah. is on fire so i went three stars jenny for this whole thing um again the unita thing was confusing but not enough to like hurt things it's just it was a little weird uh but it's a big enough name like to bring him in as the you know father of death matches or whatever so what a wild match that was mm. it felt like it feels like all of a sudden like we got this huge i mean it's two matches with like new people and it feels like we have like a shot in the ass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, in the middle of this feud that's already been going on for quite a hot minute, um, so it's just a real fun infusion of something new and fucking more violent uh, to an already fucking bloody war uh, at this point. The Tommy Dreamer Sandman combo is like way up there. I'm like dudes that I just love watching together because they are. They're like brothers at this point, in in my head, like head cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, they just yeah, the, get the each other. The two guys you'll never like. I don't think we'll ever see them feud. I, I think they're just no. Like, I don't. Want, I would never want to watch them feud. No, they're like the legends of ECW. They're there to protect the brand and protect each other, and mm-hmm. they get each other's back. And they've always it, been that way. It's just I, the things that I've seen Dreamer do, and it he just keeps doing it, and it's just so fucking fun <laughs> he just keeps finding new ways to do this uh, i think it's incredible him and sandman and then you know the dudley's on this huge push um matching them in these fuck finishes you know <laughs> it was infuriating but like in a great way right um mm-hmm. i was so pissed when joel announced them as the winners um but the spots like spike going through the table uh, the Centon Splash, uh, where Dreamer was under the ladder. Fucking brutal. Um, I did three stars, Matt. Yeah, I'm at three stars on this, too. Uh, all the ladder stuff was really well done. Just all of it. Uh, nobody knows how to use a ladder quite like Sandman. Just the way, uh, no. he, just the way he beats the bag out of everybody with a ladder. It, like, it's just su- it's super fun to watch. Um, the Onita thing was definitely random. Like, it's kind of out of nowhere, but 
it was cool to see him. Like I, I knew he showed up at some point. I didn't know it was here. Like I, I kind of had a rough idea when, but when he came out, I was like, Oh, all right, this is, uh, this is when it happens. But yeah, they do the weird swear, uh, swerve thing. Like you said, uh, I don't know. It's just, it felt very convoluted. Like just have him come out and like, just if he's going to beat down everybody, you don't need to swerve, just have him beat down everybody. And then just like fucking stand tall or something mm-hmm. because he's, he's a madman or he's crazy or something, you know, it was, it was a little uh, weird, but I mean, the crowd loved it. The crowd was hot for it. Uh, of course, yeah. New Jack comes out. Victory comes out. We get the guitar. Just uh, complete and utter chaos, which uh, we've been saying ad nauseum about this feud, and it's super entertaining to watch. I've enjoyed all of it. Just <laughs> complete and utter madness. Uh, Sandman, by the end of this match, was a fucking mess. He's got blood yes. dripping down. He had the barbed wire hanging from him. He just looked like he'd gone through a war. It's a great visual. So just uh, more wild stuff in this uh, insane feud. So three stuff. Yeah, I mean, instead of him being the partner, you could have Spike be the partner, and mm-hmm. he gets laid out. New Jack gets laid out. Onita comes out, and you think he's gonna help too, and then he yeah. turns. Like that would have made more sense than right. like, oh yeah, here's our partner, and he immediately just turns on. Him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Joey, Shane, and Francine talk about what we just saw. Shane is hyped about everything we've seen tonight, and that takes us to our main event: the tag team titles on the line. Chris Candido, Lance Storm defending against Rob Van Dam and Sabu. The champs are in the ring. They're pacing around. RVD, Sabu, and Fonzie head out. Candido has Bob Ortiz and out Storm first to show that they're unified. Big match here. And after a break, Sabu is dodging Storm's offense. Goes to a camel clutch. RVD comes in. It's a drop kick. Then dips back over. So Candido comes in and shoves RVD off the apron to break the hold. The champs double team Sabu for near fall. RVD saves. Now the challengers double team. RVD puts Storm in a surfboard. Sabu mashes Storm with a chair. Candido makes a save. Candido throws Sabu outside, and the champs hit a great missile dropkick powerbomb combo, but Sabu makes a save there. Sabu slings Storm outside and gets a springboard Rana on Candido. RVD follows with a corkscrew leg drop for two. The champs hit a doomsday device for two. They go outside, where RVD hits a corkscrew guillotine leg drop. Candido meets him with a plancha, but Sabu saves with a chair. We go back in, and he flies right back out with a springboard plancha to Candido in the crowd. Sabu brings Candido on a table back in the ring as Shane gets pissy at Joey for bringing up Taz. Candido takes Sabu into the table, gets a top rope Rana. RVD breaks up the count. All four guys end up brawling in the ring. Storm stuffs RVD with a tight pile driver. The champs set up a table, put RVD and Sabu on it. They head up, but Candido jumps first, and the challengers move, and he smashes through the table. Storm comes off with a flying clothesline on Sabu for two, but RVD crotches Storm on the top rope and drop kicks a chair in his face with an assist from Fonzie. Sabu DDTs Candido as we get a new table in the ring, and now the champs get put on it. RVD and Sabu head up, and they hit a double leg drop through it to a big pop as Fonzie's losing his shit. Sabu covers Candido and gets to three, and we have brand new tag team champions as the epic reign of Candido and Storm comes to an end, and Fonzie's boys are now red hot and dominating the company with the TV title and the tag team gold. A great match and moment, nonstop, fast-paced, balls out. Some big-time spots with smooth cohesion, absurd pacing. Uh, no one slowed down. Just go, 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 go. No stops into a big finish. Fonzie going crazy as the fans lose it was great, too. Uh, the only down part was Shane was not mad enough in the booth. Yes! Um, thank mm-hmm. God! You'd think mm-hmm. he'd be, like, pissed. And also, Joey didn't really go crazy for a big moment. Like, right. Candido and Storm have been tag champs since, what, like, March? February, March? Like, yeah. this is a big deal that they finally lost. And he's just like just kind of calling it like another match. Yeah. Um, you know, Joey goes nuts for everything. Like, why, why not this? Right. It almost sounded like a recap instead of like calling the the match live. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't detract from it or anything. It's still a great match. So I went three and a half, Matt. Uh, a really, really great moment. 
And I think there's a good time to, to end the rain for Candido and Storm. I think we've run that course as well. And RVD and Sabu were just on fire. So. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it was only a matter of time before they put the titles on RVD and Sabu. They just work so well together, and they're so hot as a team, and RVD as a single, both of them really as a singles, they're just so molten hot right now. I feel like you kind of have to put the tag titles on them at some point, so it, it feels like it was a good time. Uh, this match was great. I went three and three quarters on it, just an insane pace. I mean, not literally nonstop. I, I don't think they slowed down once during the entire 10 minutes or so that this match went just crazy, crazy stuff. The double team leg drops were great. Just everybody just flying into the fucking crowd with reckless abandon was awesome. Just great stuff. I love the, the subtle dig at the end too, with Sabu stealing RVD spotlight finally and pinning Candido. Like he's finally the one who pins something as a little uh, subtle fuck you to RVD. I thought yep. that was, that was really well done, but goddamn, what an awesome sprint. Just everything looked great. Everything was on point. So just a, a super fun match here and a great way to end this episode jenny three and three quarter we've all been potting too long because both y'all had like my two good points that i had like <laughs> come up anyways um rvd is gonna be fucking just uh a nightmare to deal with with all the damn belts and gold that he has now so um that's gonna be crazy going forward but that even at the beginning of the match before it went insane that freaking bow and arrow on Lance Storm, mm-hmm. and then Sabu comes in with the chair. Pfft. I was like, "What the fuck, man? That was that was it killed me." Just and that's in the very beginning, and it, they just kept ramping it up uh, through the match, lightning fast. Uh, everybody hitting their shit. Um, RVD in his 420 gear, love that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Fonzie losing his absolute minds um, when Sabu slides in to get that pin fucking great i did three and three quarters too hell of a match sure was and that wraps up this episode let's just get to our awards i think we're all in agreement that the best match is the main event we just talked about mm-hmm. yep uh worst match i guess to knock a balls bony, but... <laughs> oh my god yeah i don't appro- i don't approve but it has to be yeah uh best moment i went obviously the tag title change but also tanaka's debut yes um yeah. was a big one too mm-hmm uh, most 90s, I went the unprotected chair violence. Oof. That was rough. Yeah. Stock rising, I went Taz, Tanaka, RVD, and Sabu, and CTE, uh, who's on the rise <laughs> in ECW. Yeah. Dreamer and Sandman. Um, I had them as falling below the I don't, I don't know. I was really digging them in that match, even though I guess. What do you think of Beulah's Avengers nickname? Like Joey's given, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty. I like Joey is just personally and deeply Mm -hmm. affected by the loss. He's all in on this. So that's very like it's low key, you know, sort of current. She's been there forever. I mean, she's been there since '95. Like, you know, she's been a big part of the company up and down, and as people have come and gone, like she's been a constant for us. So. To have her I would expect gone. nothing less from yeah. you guys. Really. Maybe that's why he wasn't so uh, 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 happy at the the end of the uh, main event. There, he's, Maybe. he's so dejected at what's going on with Beulah. He just, he, he just can't handle it. Maybe it was because Shane was. I, I don't know what happened to Shane. I, yeah, both of them like botched that finish. Both of them botched that. He yeah, should have been screaming and flipping out, right. and yeah. Joey should have been celebrating. Or not celebrating, but at least sell the moment. Like right. I, I like you. Deal. You kind of mentioned it too. I almost wonder if they weren't in the building and they ended up recording it in post. Yeah, but still, he did everything else. I, I, I know, know. I, I know, I know. But it but... felt almost more like a recap video than even yeah. calling the match. It was weird. 
Um, Jeff Jones falling as well. Uh, final grade, I went eight out of ten. Uh, it's a great yeah. TV. Uh, the yeah. Tanaka debut, the tag title change. It's it's an awesome week of TV right there. Yep. Yes, Same. sir. Mm-hmm. Okie doke. Let's head to our final episode of TV tonight. That is July eleventh, nineteen ninety eight. We open with a recap of last week's main event. We hear from Fonzie and RVD who are pumped and bragging about their win and all the gold. RVD takes himself up, talks himself up with his usual selfish backhanded comments, talks about how he can handle an even bigger push if you want. RVD says he's so special, he even got himself a belt for his partner. (laughs) Fantastic. I don't know how he comes up. He's coming over every week. So fucking great. Uh, we get our opening animation. The Joey's in the ring in Queens, and the crowd is rowdy. Chance against Philly, as always. Joey brings out Shane and Francine. Shane says he can smell the people in New York City because they kick fucking ass. He also loves how the building smells because he smells a pussy named Taz. And on cue, <laughs> right on cue, Taz's music hits, and out he comes. But Candido, Bigelow, and Storm are right behind him. Storm gets in Taz's face and talks about earning titles on making them up. Taz isn't championship material. Pretty big balls on Lance. Taz says he has a message to take to Calgary, and he slaps Lance across the face. Brings us to our opening match, which is Taz versus Lance Storm. In a very big spot for Storm, he gets a quick flurry. Taz throws him with an overhead belly to belly and kicks away. He stomps and slugs as Storm's on weak legs. Storm ducks the clothesline, gets a spin heel kick, gets some punches. Taz counters with a release cradle Tazplex, follows with a hard clothesline and T-bone Tazplex. Storm goes low to block the Taz mission. He gets a missile dropkick for two. Storm tries to springboard back elbow, but Taz catches him with the Taz mission, and we are done. Uh, fun little opener. Taz is a spectacle of angry offense and vicious throws. As usual, Storm ragdolled around for him perfectly. Looked good on offense, too, when he got some in there. A uh, really big moment in match that he stepped up to Taz and go toe-to-toe, and a good finish as well. A uh, quick hit TV match. Two guys on top of their game, Jenny. Uh, some good heat on both, and I went two and three quarters. Oh, two and three quarters. Okay. Um, Well, first, they hit you with a bunch of, like, good comedy in this episode. Like, (laughs) with RVD being so fucking great. And he says, I'm the fucking show. And then uh, Joey in the ring uh, with Shane and Fran. uh, His pussy line fucking knocked me out. I was dying. Uh, and then there's the Taz's corny sign. Right when Taz, his music hits, and the light hits, and there's a giant Taz's corny sign, and I fell out. So anyway, I was really enjoying all that. Um, but yeah, I like Storm standing up to Taz. He's get, getting kind of ballsy here uh, the last mm. couple of weeks. Um, the crowd is just insane in New York. They, they're just, uh, this is incredible. I want to be here like almost as much as the arena sometimes mm-hmm. um I, I thought that storm was kind of a little step slower than normal i don't know he, he, the pacing seemed weird i don't know if it was intimidation from taz or not but it was fairly standard taz match um so i only did two and one quarter stars matt I went two and a half. It was a, a fairly uh, standard match here. Uh, I, I think Storm was a little slow because Taz slapped the shit out of him. That oh my god, that, that slap! Was, that slap was fucking brutal. Just yeah, uh, 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 Taz hit Storm with uh, all of the suplexes. Everyone, mm-hmm. he he went to the bottom of the barrel, dug out every single. He hit him with the fucking captured suplex where his leg was uh, up in the air at one point. I think that move is actually banned in a bunch of countries. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He just hit him with everything, and it was great. I could watch Taz suplex fools every day. So, yeah, two and a half for me. Fun sprint. 
All right, Joey, Shane, and Francine are in the nest. Shane says he's planning to be objective in the booth, but there's no match right now, so he's going to shoot, brother, with Taz. <laughs> Shane says he's the real world uh, as a real world title, the most beautiful woman, and Taz is a fake belt and not a real champion. Bigelow is their biggest trophy, and he beat Taz clean before, and he's not going to be goaded into another fight before a pay-per-view, and then he's going to put Taz's ass through the ring again. We get clips of Tanaka Mahoney from last week. Joey and Shane talk about Tanaka arriving, and Shane says Mike Awesome has tracked Tanaka across the ocean to follow him here, and Joey talks about their rivalry. And that brings us to this match. Awesome Mike Awesome taking on Masato Tanaka. Awesome's back. Shane talks about his FMW legacy and history of violence. We go back to the night the line was crossed, Jenny. Our first show we covered. I know. Mike I know. Awesome was there. Uh, almost killed JT Smith on that night. Uh, Tanaka is out. It we was get a, a beautiful time machine. It was. It was crazy. So Thank God how far it. we've come. Yeah. <laughs> Tanaka is out. We get a potential paper classic here on TV. Uh, our ring announcer tells us Tanaka is now exclusive to ECW. They start by trading punches and chops. Awesome lands a hard clothesline and boot, but Tanaka comes right back with a shoulder block and springboard clothesline to knock Awesome outside. Shane is gushing on Tanaka as Austin comes back with a slingshot clothesline, knocks Tanaka outside and flies into him with a tope as the crowd is in awe. Awesome smashes Tanaka with a chair to the head. He shrugs it off and they trade shots into the railing. Awesome recovers with a pair of chair shots, slings Tanaka back inside, meets him with a top rope clothesline for two. Awesome grabs another chair. He cracks Tanaka the head twice, crushes him with a nasty release German that drops Tanaka on his head, but he pops up and shrugs it right off. Tanaka hits a German and a flying elbow and clothesline for two. Tanaka hits a tornado DDT for two. Awesome comes back with an Alabama slam for a near fall. Awesome gets two on an awesome bomb on a chair, then heads up top and it hits a big top rope splash for two. Tanaka slips out of a running awesome bomb, but the crowd is over them for slipping up. And Awesome reloads, and now he hits a running awesome bomb. Awesome pulls up the ringside mats. He puts a table on the floor, heads back inside, and tries to powerbomb Tanaka to the floor. Tanaka slips free, cracks Awesome with a hard elbow for two. Tanaka keeps hitting headshots and finishes Awesome with a roaring elbow. Awesome attacks Tanaka after the bell and power bombs him through the table on the floor from the ring uh, in a sick, sick classic spot. A really good tease and then execution. Uh, the pop is big and just the usual slugfest with these two nut jobs uh, beating the shit out of each other, feeling like a spectacle, something special and a big addition if Awesome sticks around with Tanaka. Uh, the tease of not using the table and doing it at the end was great. Mm-hmm. And Tanaka stays hot, goes 2-0. Or, or a 3 0, whatever he is, an ECW. Awesome. Two. Lays him out. Three and a quarter stars to me, Jenny. Uh, just a classic violent brawl for these guys. Oh my God. That was so good. I, when he said he's ex- he signed exclusively to ECW, I was like, fucking thank God. Because, like, I, I've been hurt before. These boys leave. I don't know. I want him to stay. And y'all said he did. So good. Um, but also, Mike Awesome can stay because he was great huge chemistry between them and it's a long match too like Tanaka mm-hmm. just showed up and he's like already doing these long great matches like instantly it's kind of awesome and that tornado DDT that I really 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 like um he got two on that one I kind of was like okay all right um they really want to work up to a roaring el- elbow which is his finisher I guess um, not sure how I feel about that. What thoughts on a roaring elbow as move? I don't know. Uh, it's better than a regular elbow, I guess. Yeah. I like it. I think it's like, um, 
I mean, it's basically the Judas effect that Jericho uses now. I mean, it's it's a right. hard shot the way he delivers it. Like, I think he's going to alternate with that and the tornado DDT mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Um, the DDT so. is just much better. So yeah. uh, I don't mind it as like a quick yeah. kill shot. Yeah. And, and this this worked okay, but I don't know. I felt some kind of way about that. Anyway, um, love, love, love him getting put through the table. He looked cold. He was out. Mm-hmm. Like, he was gone. So he is fully hardcore, like two matches in. Three and a half for me, Matt. I'm right there with you. I went three and a half on this. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, the chair shots are brutal. And just throughout the entire match, just disgusting <laughs> throughout the entire thing. Uh, you can tell these guys wrestled each other a bunch in Japan. Mm-hmm. They just had that chemistry with each other right away. Like as soon as the bell rang, you could tell they just know what to do with each other. And it was right. awesome. It, pardon the pun, but it's great to see uh, the awesome bomb. Always fantastic. One of my favorite moves, just the running awesome bomb. Where he just chucks this other human being across the fucking ring. Super impressive. Just, it, it's a great match. Awesome showcase for both guys. Both looked super impressive. Uh, Tanaka on a roll now mm-hmm. since, his subpar debut back at Living Dangerously, and uh, that power bomb at the end was uh, quite brutal through the table. Uh, Tanaka not quite dead, but damn close after that. So uh, three and a half for me. I think we're not going to be uh, done anytime soon with these two guys. So nope. More to come. Nope. All right, cool. Joey, Shane, and Fran recap in the nest, and then we head back to the ring. <laughs> Our favorite German alien, mm. Ulf Herman, mm. taking on Spike Dudley. <laughs> Spike marches out a match from last week at the ECW Arena. Mr. Right to the ring with Herman and the Equalizer, who I guess is the biker guy from last time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what this, a this, terrible this, name. Yeah. He's become like the Damien Kane. I don't know where this like Lance Wright is just like <laughs> got this weird group fucking of wishes. I'd make a strong argument he's worse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's just, yeah he's he, I mean, he's our D-tiered manager or whatever. He's just, he's got the bums. The equalizer has nipple rings and shit. Oh, God. Uh, Wright introduces his group. Spike dodges a charge. It's an acid drop and wins. That's it. Uh, Five sorry. stars, motherfucker. <laughs> Five stars. Spike knocks down Wright. He kicks the equalizer awful. in the nuts and hits him with an acid drop. And he's flying high, as the kids say. Uh, Rooney for me, it's it's like two seconds, but whatever. So the, nope. the, the cats finally got revenge on Elf. <laughs> this took me the fuck out. <laughs> Shane's there's a close up of Spike Dudley, which you don't see very often, and he's very awkwardly smiling around at the crowd. And Shane says, He all there, <laughs> <laughs> and then he fucking murders Alf. <laughs> and I fell out. Five stars. I don't care. If I'm you might have it's to like a perfect it. match. You might have I to switch it up and get like, you got to get like the Alf theme song now. You got to switch it up. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to see Alf again. So it may not be worth the investment of time. Oh, we get a highlight package of the Dully's Beulah situation. Hey, what did Maddie think? Oh, it was. Uh, you really want me to describe? Come this on, come on. I mean, I, I barely rate. I almost didn't rate it. I went zero on it because it Y'all was. Are insane. It was a second and a half. <laughs> it was highlight package of the Deli's Beulah situation. Francine talks some shit on Beulah, makes a joke about her neck being fine. As Shane laughs and Joey glares, Fran says, she's the winner. She's the one standing while Beulah is the loser in the hospital. I love that. Like this has been un. 
like unmentioned feud between rivalry between the two of them as the two women mm-hmm. of ECW for years. Uh, so she claims that she's the one standing tall. Shane calls out Taz. Joey plugs uh, Heat Wave. We get a clip from last week of Onita and the subsequent brawl. We think at the Dudleys, Jeff Jones, Joel Gertner of the ring. Gertner says everyone thinks they can surprise the Dudleys and Bubba. Says Tommy and Sam are full of surprises. They even had a surprise partner last week. But they have a surprise partner, too. They never thought this person would ever turn his back on Dreamer and Sandman, but he's the most hardcore man to ever live. And fires up is Terry Funk's music. Joey says, no way this has happened. Shane says he lives on the Double Cross Ranch, after all. Of course, nobody emerges, and Bubba says, psych, the stupid fucking Marks bought it. Like, no one bought it, Bubba. No one bought it. No. Uh, they all st- and stood up. We should feel stupid thinking we get to see Terry Funk. He says, Funk is too busy in the World Wrestling Federation making everyone else look good. Bubba shits on the fans and puts themselves over. Bubba calls a fan fat, and Joey laughs at the irony. Joel says, sign guy is one of the bravest men in wrestling. Talks about his torn ACL, his damaged patella, and shattered rectum, or, or uh, ruptured spleen, and deviated septum. But he still stands here tonight as the innovator of silence. So good. Great. Jordan does the full intro, so the rest of the family takes more shots at Funk and Beulah. Shane says he can't stand people that come out and run their mouth every week while using profanity, which is funny. Uh, Cronus and New Jack come out to Natural Born Killers. They start to brawl. Weapons are everywhere. Uh, usual violence parade. The crowd is rocking. New Jack gets a big guitar, guitar shot on Jack Victory. Gets a little revenge. He slices Victory open. Jabs a weapon into the wound. The Dudleys eventually swarm over and take control. Shane is talking shit to Taz as Big Dick joins in for Super 3D on New Jack. Dreamer arrives with uh, barbed wire as we cut to the nest where Taz pops in and cranks on Shane's arm. But Bigelow makes a save. Spike comes to the ring as Bigelow works on Taz in the nest. Joey says this is the first time we've ever had barbed wire in New York City. We keep cutting from the brawl in the nest to the fight in the ring, and we wrap up with a hot finish. Uh, and I thought it was well done to feel extra chaotic and also ding Shane up a, a bit more to maybe explain why he continues to be on the shelf. Uh, so, Jenny, what do you think of this whole finishing stretch? I have so many thoughts, but this is a this episode is like really brilliant comedy, like a lot way through it. Like this is really fun. Like. Sh- how much are y'all loving Shane mm-hmm. and, and Fran He's up awesome. in the nest with Joey? They're all killing it. They're all loving it. Yep. Um, and then fucking Bubba Ray. <laughs> kind of fucking funny. You know, this super heel promo, trolling everybody with Funk's music. Um, just like really in. Like just really doing it. And everybody coming out to absolute chaos. Um Shane, not a fan of what's happening in the ring and just keeps calling for Taz. Why? 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 Why are you going to do that? Because you know he's going to show up. He shows mm-hmm. up every fucking time you say his name. <laughs> yep. Um, That's so, the candy yeah. man. Yeah, he comes right, in. Yeah. And, and it's just, I love the, you don't get brawls up there in the nest much, or uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the New York version of the nest. So, yeah. Uh, amazing ending. Uh, brilliant. At this, this is a hell of an episode too. I, I love this, all of this. Yeah, uh, this is awesome. Uh, Gertner on fire, uh, oh innovator god. of silence. My god, uh, he says Big Dick is from the funky section of Amarillo, Dudleyville. Uh, <laughs> Devon is from the double cross hood. 
and Bubba is from the uh, well-traveled canyon section of Dudleyville, two <laughs> terms that could be used to describe Beulah's genital region. It's what, uh, <laughs> good God almighty. He works so hard for those fucking insults. Right. He just, it's, it's, it's perfect. Never it's ending. And uh, Bubba uh, also does a very good Terry Funk impression. I'll give him right. that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, pretty good. Out of nowhere. I yeah. wasn't expecting that. <laughs> good Lord. But yeah, again, complete and utter chaos in this. Uh, just madness. Uh, hard to describe because there's so much fucking happening. You got all the crap going on in the ring with the barbed wire. Jack victory. New Jack comes out. Guitar. The Dudleys. Everything. And then you got Bam Bam taking fucking Taz out in the booth, too. <laughs> so he's just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna sit back. I'm just letting the fucking chaos happen. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just an amazing ending to this episode. Complete and utter chaos. All right, let's get to our awards. Uh, best match for me was Tanaka and Awesome. Yep. Yep. Worst match, Dudley and Alf. Yep. <laughs> uh, no. Best moment. Yeah, you already said it. Best moment, uh, <laughs> Awesome bomb through the table. I already know that. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Whatever. Awesome bomb through the table. I'll just mm -hmm. agree with everything you say for the rest of the time. <laughs> awesome bomb through the table. Yeah. Matt, are you good with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, most 90s, I went with Tanaka versus Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is very 90s, yeah. Terry, uh, Terry Funk reference. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's every decade. Um, Stock Rising going RVD and Sabu, Taz, Tanaka, and Awesome. Yeah, I think that's everybody. I mean, yeah. uh, you could make an argument for damn near everybody not named all, all the... Herman. Right. And Stock Falling, guys, with the rights crew, Herman, Equalizer. Yeah. Equalizer. Uh, all right. Final grade. Um, this is a little step back from the last episode, but I thought it was better than the first couple we saw. Um, so I ended up going 7 out of 10. You're insane. <laughs> it's 8.5. Well, I mean, I went 7.5, and, and I thought I was going to be the high man. So mm. I fucking love this episode. There's a five-star match on it, and <laughs> it's just fucking great. Five-star, five-second match. Hack, the comedy, everything. Chaos. I think, I think five is about five times longer than that match went. It was a very yeah, good. It was a very good show. Yeah, it was great. And so was this episode of Extreme Theory Dance, but is now wrapped up. Next episode, we'll be back in two weeks' time. We'll have three weeks of TV leading into Heat Wave, which we'll cover a month from today for our 100th episode. So that'll be pretty fun. Check out everything we have to offer NorthSouthConnection.com, YouTube, uh, any podcast application to search NorthSouthConnection.com. And, of course, subscribe, love us, leave us comments. We love you for doing that, and we appreciate it. We'll shout you out as well. So always remember to do just that. Until then, stay extreme. Shout out to my boy Rocco, Chain to the Dead, the most extreme metal band I know. Nobody can tell me what to do. It's my Cause what are you doing? I'm doing for you now. Don't get me wrong, I'm really not soup. Eagle trips is not my thing. All these strange relationships really gets me down. I see nothing wrong.